Are you a naughty mommy and daddy? We've got Senior Advisor, Parents Defending Education, Michelle Exner, with us to talk about misbehaving parents at meetings. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Fawn. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, Define misbehaving. What do they think is misbehaving? Is it screaming and yelling, shouting, or is it just someone who disagrees with them? You know, I, I hope that you use air quotes. I know it's radio, so you can't see it, but I hope you use air quotes when you when you said misbehaving. I always that's do, because it's like Dr. Evil do. when he says laser. I always do that, uh, yes. Right, and so, look, this is what, what Secretary Cardona said regarding parents is condescending, it's offensive, and parents don't deserve it. That, that's the bottom line. Well, that's nice. Um, and, yeah, I, I just, I love that somebody has such an opinion on how to raise our children, and we, we, we just don't have a clue. We should just shut up and let them do whatever they want. Right, and it's more of the same from this administration, right? Over the past several years, they failed to meet their own goals in reopening schools. You had their attorney general who supported a National School Board Association memo that described parents as domestic terrorists. Um, and to this day, I think he was in Congress uh, late September, to this day refuses to rescind that memo, even though there's no evidence to back that up. Um, it went so far as Biden admins using counterterrorism and criminal tools against parents exercising their First Amendment rights. And, and generally just openly discredit parents who are simply just trying to advocate on behalf of their children. So they say if anyone is misbehaving in public or acting like they don't know or acting like they know what's right for kids, it's the teachers unions who didn't give a crap about the kids when it was time to reopen. Right, two years. Yeah. Completely quiet, said it was racist and, you know, all sorts of descriptions to describe simply opening classrooms. Yeah. They were shut. You know, they were quiet during all of that time. Yeah. They wanted their paychecks, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they wanted their paychecks. All right, so the thing I have a problem with, if there is something as deeply important, and I get STEM, I get education, I get reading, writing, arithmetic, and all of that, but when it comes to personal issues, those are the things we need to understand because when our kid comes home from school, slams the door, locks it, and they're in there, you know, cutting themselves or doing whatever they're doing because something's happening, then we don't know about it, but the school does, and they don't tell us, I have a big problem with that. Absolutely, and we're seeing this wave of, of parental exclusion policies and, and parents defending education. We're keeping track of all of them. We're exposing them, and we're working with, with parents on the ground and, and advocates to make sure um, that, that we, we try to stop them and, and shed a light on what's actually happening. All right, so what are we supposed to do? Because it seems like it's us against them in a lot of situations across the country. Some of us are are lucky enough to have school boards who will listen and and schools that don't try to go behind the parents' back. But nationwide in Democrat-run cities, we do have this problem. What do we do? Yes, absolutely. So don't, don't discount what an individual can do. Parents should have their voices heard. Advocate to the school board. Write op-ed. Go talk to your local news station. If there's something that you're seeing in the school that you know in your gut is wrong, make sure that it is exposed because oftentimes um, it may not be. Also, find find allies. Find allies in the neighborhood and community. Guaranteed you will find like-minded parents that also are like, you know what, I agree with you. I, I don't like what's happening, and let's build a coalition, and let's counter what's happening. And also, Use organizations like Parents Defending Education. We understand that it's difficult for for for, for parents uh, to to engage in some of these situations. We are here to advocate on their behalf. 
So please send us tips. We'll, we'll vet all of them. We'll, we'll look into them, and we'll make sure to, to help uh, fight for parental rights across the country. And I love that for you. I mean, my I'm I'm very, very, very fortunate that my grandkids, if they're going through something, I'm the first one they tell. You know, they they come and oh, they that's... tell me about it. I'm 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 so grateful for that relationship with them. But not everybody has it like that because teenagers are moody, horrible people for the most part. <laughs> and we haven't gotten there yet. I'm, oh. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm bracing for that time. Get but... ready, especially if you have <laughs> girls. But I'm just saying, oh, no. uh, you know, it's it's not every family who has that. But if you don't build that trust with your child, they are going to go behind your back. So that is an area we need to work on as well. Yes, absolutely. Now, I have a grandson who has come out as gay, and a lot of people are ostracizing him. There's bullying. Um, I have people even ostracizing me because I refuse to hate my own grandchild. So, Oh, I'm so sorry. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. But you can love somebody and not agree with them. It's, it, it, it's a two-way street. You, you can do that. But there is nothing he could do short of murdering me that I would hate him for. But we've got to come together as a country to learn about, you know, judging and this and that so that the lines of communication can stay open. We've got to learn to do that. And we can disagree without having a shouting match. Absolutely. And that's why one of the big principles that we're fighting for is simply transparency, right? Mm-hmm. We understand that there's parents with different political views, different thresholds of what they're, of what they want their child to, what topics they want their child to engage in, in the classroom. Um, so we understand that. And so I, so that's why the, the, w- what parents deserve, um, is, is transparency yeah. to be able to know what's being taught in the classroom, what are the curriculums, what, what books are on the bookshelf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- these are all things that they deserve to know about and then make the decision, um, of whether, you know, uh, have, you know, advocate to the teacher or, or perhaps opt out. There's some opt out, um, options for certain, for certain curriculums. And so, mm-hmm. And so these are some of the things that um, that are important we should be looking at. There are some overtly perverted books on the shelves, even in our community, that should not be available to children. They are too sexually explicit. I don't care if that makes somebody mad. It's a fact. So if you can't read it out loud at a board meeting without embarrassing the people on the board, it shouldn't be on the shelf for my kid to read. And I just got a message from someone who is on the left who said, I agree with you on this one. Even if my child wanted to change their gender, I would still want to know about it, even if I agreed with the process. Parents want to know, even if it's what they're against or what they're for. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's pure insanity that we have school districts and upward, and I'm going to look up the number right now. Right now we have parents defending education is keeping track of total school districts that have policies in place that specifically are meant to to hide information from parents. And right now that number is about 1,045 school districts across the country. This is about 10 million students, right, where their school districts are saying, that, that parents don't have to know if, for instance, uh, a child um, or student wants to be called by a different pronoun uh, while they're at school, that there is no requirement to tell the parent. Now, that is a huge deal. That is. Um, there, there is absolutely no reason to not share that information with the parent. It's what they deserve. They, they should, they're the primary caretakers and should absolutely be in the know of what's happening with their child. And quit pandering to the cliche crap that's going around right now as well. Because 
I have grandkids who can't even pick which elective they want to be, let alone choose a gender. So they are not equipped to do it at such a young age. Once they're 18, knock yourself out. But when they are a child, that is my child, and I better find out. I better know, or there's going to be a big problem. It's that simple. How do they learn yes, more absolutely. about Parents Defending Education, Miss Michelle? So, yeah, go go on the website, Parents uh, Defending Education, and I'll get you. So um, it should be, let's see. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me on. Of course. It's been fun chatting. Um, and so we are at, oh, let's see, uh, defendinged.org. Defendinged.org. And so go on there. Yes, go on there. We have resources for parents, anything they need to know. Um, We have updates. We have an indoctrination map. So these tips we're getting directly from parents across the country. Um, We're putting those out there um, to, again, have that transparency um, across the country. So at least we are building that, even though some schools, districts refuse to. and so, and we also, like I said, are keeping track of these parental exclusion policies. They're a big deal, and we're shedding light on all of that um, and, and making sure parents know. Love it. Michelle, thank you. All right. Thank you for having me on. Bye. Uh-huh. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Senior Advisor, Parents Defending Education, Michelle Exner. I may be an oxymoron. I may not agree with what my child wants to do or wants to be, but it's up to me to know about it. So if the child is under 18, I'm not going to let them cut off body parts or take any sort of medicine to make them change their gender. It's not going to happen. But I'm going to love them till the end of my life. That's just how that's going to be. Now, I may stop supporting behaviors if they become illegal or illicit, but I will never stop loving them because they are something you think they shouldn't be. It's not up to you. It's not even up to me, but I better know about it. It's that simple. Here's Kim.